Good morning. Ooh. Stretch, sorry. It's okay. I'm getting older. My back isn't what it used to be. <laughs> it's true. My back is like always sore in the morning. Need a little stretch. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're carrying around two kids all day, so... Makes sense. Makes sense. They're breaking me. Yeah, and we are getting older, you know, rounding the corner to 30. Getting closer to that, to that hill. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what is it on Arrested Development? It's like, congratulations on another year. Another year closer to death. I totally messed that up, but... It's true, though. Yeah. It is true. We are closer to death today than we were yesterday. Yeah. So, good morning. <laughs> Welcome. You are a day closer to death than you were yesterday. How does that affect how you live? Ooh. hey Maybe that's what we should talk about. Death. And hurting backs... And results of the fall. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's that's not what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but so, uh, how about them sports teams? Oh goodness, go gracious. sports! Sorry, I'm not a sports guy. It's funny. We yeah, we don't we don't watch sports, and this past Sunday. We just happened to have been watching football because it was on at your parents' house. Well, yeah. I mean, my my family likes sports, football in general, but and we go visit them every week. I just don't care. Like, I'll, I'll watch sports socially. I mean, it's yeah. fine. I just, I don't follow sports is what right. I mean. That's all. Well, I just meant because like this past Sunday, it was just all really controversial. Uh oh. We just happened to catch that <laughs> controversy. <laughs> that Sunday night football. I don't even know who was playing. I couldn't tell you. I think there was some guys in white and some guys in red. I think everyone's <laughs> laughing right now. But yeah, that's that's my extent. White of versus red. Football. Who will win? Don't make this a racist thing. Oh my god! They were called oh the, the Redskins. That was one of them. There you go, Redskins. Was it the Oakland Raiders? I don't no. know. No, Steelers. I remember that was one. Was that the game we were watching, or was that just one of the? That was one of the games, or yeah. that was one of the teams that played at one okay. point. <laughs> at one point, yeah. I think there were two different yeah games back to back but i'm I don't sure 90 percent of the people listening would already know who they were so <laughs> i think we can move on before deciding on what team but yeah played the Redskins. it was like we never watch football and we happened to just watch then when all that crap was going down crap went down what crap went down oh <laughs> what was going down what everyone was talking about on knees Facebook were yesterday. going down <laughs> people were kneeling <laughs> or sitting or sitting but yeah, apparently going there down. wasn't a difference i was confused i was like wait some people are kneeling some people are sitting is there a difference is there a difference in the protest i have no idea what's going on i don't know peaceful protesting yeah fun times fun times <laughs> So yeah. do you know what they were protesting exactly? I don't. And okay. I don't want to speculate what they were protesting exactly. Okay. Um I've heard different things which I'm sure I'm the I'm sure they're all true for some people. I've heard that they're pro protesting Trump uh which a lot of people tend to do. Um mm -hmm. I heard that they're protesting America, whatever that means. And okay. then I heard that they're protesting racism. Okay. Um, so I don't know if just one of those are true, if all of them are true. I'm sure all of them are true for different people. I don't know. I just don't want to speculate. Like, I don't want to say they were kneeling because they 
Hate America. Mm-hmm. Cause that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't want to label all of them as protesting Trump because maybe some of them weren't. Maybe some of them were kneeling for, I don't know, their own reasons. Who knows? I don't know what's going on in their heads. And I don't want to say what's going on in their heads because I don't know. Okay. But what had caused, well, not what had caused them, but what made this come to a head? Like there have been, there have been players who have kneeled or sat. Oh, Trump said something stupid. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. You know, no surprise there, but, um, (laughs) but publicly, he didn't just say it to himself. No, unfortunately it was on Twitter. Like I said, in our last episode, politicians should not have Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Um, but yeah, apparently, I don't know. He said something stupid about they should all be fired if they don't participate in the national anthem or whatever. Just dumb. Gotcha. Basically, you know, don't exercise your freedom. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way that you lead people, right? Is you threaten to kick them out if they, you threaten to fire them. (laughs) You fired. The whole (laughs) NFL is fired. (laughs) That was a terrible impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> uh, uh, but regardless, what, but regardless, your views on President Trump. Um, I'm just happy to say, at the end of the day, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> oh, praise God for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we yeah we don't have to get into his entire presidency. That's a that's a whole. Well, frankly, there's a lot that I just don't understand, which is okay. Yeah, I just don't pay attention. But okay, so he said NFL peeps should be fired if they don't if they don't uh, sing the anthem if they don't stand for the anthem. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of them were just like, I probably would have done it too. Just been like, screw you, Trump. (laughs) I'm gonna kneel now that you said that. Just out of rebellion. Yeah, so that that's what it looks like. Is yeah. like I agree. You can't say definitively what each individual person yeah. was was protesting, but this was exacerbated by Trump, and so I think there's a good chance that yeah, it was a protest against Trump. Which I get. I understand. I I I tend to have that. Uh, I guess that little way of thinking too. You know, someone tells you not to do something or to do something you know i have Mm -hmm. the automatic reflex of uh don't tell me what to do yeah or you know yeah exactly so exactly be like what you want to you want to fire me like i'm making millions of dollars a year yeah because americans love yeah watching people throw the pigskin around (laughs) whatever Um, but yeah yeah that's what happened and so you know everyone just freaking out about it. Okay, so what is the aftermath? What is actually happening because of this? I've only seen a couple of people comment on it, and I yeah, don't know. People are just making a lot of assumptions, which is a problem mm-hmm. because they're not true. Um, but yeah, just a lot of the right is being like, well, you know, they're they hate America for not participating and they they're spitting on our servicemen and right. They're disrespecting the people who have fought in wars so that they can have their freedom. Right. Which I've heard. I'm sure that that is not their intention in doing that. Okay. Whether or not some servicemen do feel respect disrespected. I'm sure that that's, not their intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have the right saying that they're disrespecting, that they hate America for doing this. and But, you know, they love Tim Tebow for kneeling and praying on the field and, you know, exercising his freedom in doing that. Um, I just feel like it's a double standard. Like, these guys have a freedom to not participate Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. They're like, being paid to to play football. Yeah. 
not to not to be patriots <laughs> like patriotic i don't know it's just been blown way out of proportion and mm-hmm. then you have the left which i literally saw a tweet yesterday which i was like are you kidding me dude couldn't we run now bro more people saying stupid things on twitter what yeah what has this world come to yeah um but this guy said i'm one of the countless military veterans taking a knee uh, do not exploit our service to silence black Americans and endorse racism. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So to you, someone is endorsing racism for participating in the national, in the national anthem, anthem of the United States of America. <laughs> like, oh, so the double standard goes both ways. You, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. you can't be pissed off that they're exercising their freedom to not participate but praise someone for exercising their freedom to pray on the field you can't be pissed off that people are participating and call them racist because of it like it it's that doesn't work that way yeah it does not work that way <laughs> but yeah i was just like really that's a big Split. Like, I, I understand what this guy is, is getting at. Like, he's basically in a very exaggerated way just saying, don't exploit the servicemen, Wh- which I get. I get that point. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's, you know, just saying that they're spitting on our servicemen. And when I, I say everyone, some people, not everyone. Yeah. Um. So I get that part. But like, to say that someone is endorsing racism mm-hmm. by not taking a knee. Yeah. You're actually doing the exact same thing that yeah, you're <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're actually exploiting it's a big double standard, yeah. Whether or not you find racism to be a huge issue in America right now, you're exploiting that issue. In the, the t- while talking about people kneeling during the national anthem. I mean, it's, yeah. The, it's the other side of the coin, and you're doing the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah. So I think we can say, I, I mean, well, here's where I come at it, is that, yes, it's ridiculous people taking these sides, these polar sides, polar opposite sides of the fence is ridiculous, but it's kind of, if, if I've learned anything in the last few years about the news cycle and the media in general, it's that they like to politicize these things. They like to blow things out of proportion oh, so that yeah, they can get sure. a rise out of people. Basically, so they can get clicks on mm-hmm. their website, ad revenue. Click I mean, it's a, exactly. Yeah. So I expect this from the media. What I would take out of it is please don't be like the media. <laughs> no <laughs> one wants to read your social media feed that is extreme whether it's right or left if you're gonna be extreme and characterize the the opposite extreme like just shut up like (laughs) go have a beer and hang out with your bros and talk about it but don't jump on social media for everyone to see and make it full of yourself yeah yeah, don't don't be like the media because you're not going to make any money off doing that. <laughs> you might get some likes from people who agree with you and dislikes and unfriends and unfollows from people who don't mm-hmm. like it. But like, don't don't be so polarizing. Just just calm down. Yeah. And and um, I would also say, you know, if this is something you feel strongly about, educate yourself. Yeah. Like, see what the other side has to say. In this case, like we've said, we can't say what. Um, these protesters were actually protesting. So we haven't necessarily done our research. Yeah, well, that that's another problem to me is that like this was such a big like stunt to pull. Yeah. And it hasn't like none of them have explained why. Yeah. Which bothers me. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like you're doing this on national television. Like, yeah. Explain the- <laughs> yourself. There's a, I'm going to, I'm going to co-opt these terms real quick in, uh, that I've heard from like conferences and, and like, um, basically from Christian circles is this idea of light and heat. 
And it's kind of like controversy being um, analogous to heat, creating heat because there's just pushback and friction. Mm -hmm. But then light is the actual like truth that you get from controversy. Um, and, and I've heard this again in Christian circles that say that certain things just cause a lot of heat without creating very much light. And that seems to be like what's going on here. There's a yeah. lot of friction. Like this is causing a lot of people to get all up in arms, but it doesn't really seem like anything's really happening. Right. And and I mean, I, you know, you you can say, oh, well, it's awareness, you know. But the, awareness, the awareness for of, what? Yeah. Like nothing's clear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, what is it? The, I don't know, the an NFL anti-racist campaign where these millionaires, literally millionaires in the NFL are, you know, creating a foundation to actually make change. If they, if they really believe in it, like, right. Can you spend a little bit of that millions of dollars that you're making on something <laughs> that you believe in? Or are yeah. you just going to take a knee? I don't know. Or I mean, on the other side, I don't know what the other side would be because it's kind of hard to make, to create policy based on negatives. That's kind of strange. Um, I don't, it's it's kind of like just put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. I'm not against protesting. That's fine. You can do what you want. Yeah, it's a um, free country. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is. It just seems like a, a or it dumpster should be a free fire. Country anyways, yeah. Because it's all like yeah, this publicity stunt started as a uh, reaction to something dumb the president said on Twitter. So it just <laughs> to me, it just seems like both sides are dumb. <laughs> Well, it like, didn't do something. start I don't know. that way. Right. That's true. That's yeah. true. It didn't. But the, the, I think it, it started because way. of the the racist acts that have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's culminated. Certainly. Yeah. Um, this just seems like it's not accomplishing much of anything versus like actually bringing to light things like that, like issues of racism. It doesn't seem like it's doing that. It no, seems like it's just really. it's just there to piss people off. Because if, if you're kneeling to say, I'm not racist, well, cool, let's all freaking kneel. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I say that like, yes, I understand that there are actual racist people. Yeah. Um, I don't think the majority of people are actually racist, like actually believe that one race is better than another and and other races should be put in subjection to them yeah no america um, isn't racist yeah yeah there are, there are issues in america and there are people yeah. yeah yeah and we can talk about that so i feel <laughs> i feel like we might get some um people trying to argue with us about this but by and large like if that's all you're saying then cool like i think most people would agree racism is bad yes <laughs> and that's that's cool d d like do something if you're seeing it do something about it mm -hmm. i don't know anyways i just think it's creating a lot of a lot of heat without very much light yeah, yeah so how about them point. sports teams <laughs> Oy, that took uh, a lot longer than i kind of expected excuse me just about the football, American football. <laughs> There's your small talk for the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. Hey, at least we didn't fall asleep this week. We're doing good. That's we got true. some small talk done. Well, if you consider that, if you consider racism, small talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all these hot button, hot button issues. Yeah, that's a big topic. Yay! We're not gonna get into right now. No, I, I don't feel qualified. This Mexican, Italian, Irish mutt does not feel qualified to talk about racism. What? You mean you're not a white misogynist racist because your skin is white? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not. Well, and then people are going to hate me for saying no. Whatever. <laughs> but again, okay. Hmm. No, let's not go down this road. Well, I was just—I was just. No, I'm not going to go down the road. I was just going <laughs> to say I think I think the media just kind of blows these things up. And I would say again, calm down, talk to people, have conversations. Yes. Don't go to extremes like the media wants you to, because you're not making money off of it. You're not trying to people. You're not trying to direct people to your website to make money. Like, if you actually want to have a rational conversation, bro, let's have a rational conversation. Let's talk about these things. Sorry, I'm, I'm like sipping my tea right into the microphone. 
Oh, that's okay. You're fine. It's just kind of gross, that's all. You're just disgusting, that's all. <laughs> Not what I said. <laughs> all right. Um. What else is on the docket? Well, I wanted to bring up, if you don't mind, um, some scripture that I read that... Oh, no, I don't want to talk uh, about that. That's the Bible. Come on. <laughs> you talk about that all the time on the podcast. Um, oh, memories. Popped up on Facebook. From Ireland. Oh. We went to Ireland three years ago. That was a pretty sweet time. The best. Maybe that's what we could do for another episode is like just go through all of our pictures of Ireland and talk about the memories that we made while we were there. Because <laughs> no one Great can see Great radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the scripture passage that I was talking about that kind of like stuck out to me this week. Um, you, you'll have to go with me on this little journey. Real quick. It, it has to do with, you know. Journey down memory lane. Yes. Yes. And the other day I woke up and I had my coffee in hand and I pulled out <laughs> my Kindle to read the Bible. Um, but so so I'm talking about Second Corinthians chapter six. And in chapter six, it talks about um, being unequally yoked with unbelievers it, it, towards the end of the chapter. That's what it talks about. And, you know, I, I think this podcast is kind of a an outworking of how we want to grow as a husband and wife. Like part of this is to um, bind us together and make sure that we're talking, we're in communication. And, and so I, I think a lot about marriage <laughs> just in general as a husband. Um, and, and we have very strong beliefs on marriage in general. Um, Yeesh. And it, sometimes the prohibitions in marriage tend to um, become just that—that that they're um, it, when talking about relationships and dating and, and marriage in general, we kind of have these thoughts about um, what's right and what's wrong. And I was just kind of taken aback by the heart behind what Paul is saying in the scripture, because like we kind of just get into this idea of like, okay, this is right. And this is wrong. And it's wrong to be, uh, to marry an unbeliever just in general, you know, just kind of like rule of thumb. Don't do that. That's not a good idea. And while, you know, I do believe that it's not a good idea. It, it, it just, it really struck me what Paul was getting at when he said that. Um, and, and I think it's part of, again, the way that I've kind of been reading scripture is just like going through chunks. So you get a sense of like following the arguments that Paul makes in, in particular, but just the flow of the text in whatever you're reading. And so I wanted to read in Second um, Corinthians chapter six here. Uh, it's a big chunk. I'm going to read 15 verses, but um, here it goes. It says, working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you. And in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. We've spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. 
You're not restricted by us, but you're restricted by your own affections. In return, I speak as to children. Widen your hearts also. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What really struck me about this passage is that Paul isn't necessarily talking about marriage. Like that's not, his whole point isn't, here's how you go about marrying people. His whole point is, this is how you follow Christ. Like our entire lives, everything we do is about Christ. And so he talks about these things that they're going through. In persecution, you follow Christ. In when people honor you, you follow Christ. When people dishonor you, you follow Christ. Like the end goal of your life, the end goal of everything you do should be to bring Christ glory. And this was convicting when I was reading it. I was just like, dang, like I forget God so often in the things that I do. And and he he just goes on and lists all these different things. And Paul, of course, like the hardships that he went through, you know, he was he was beaten multiple times. He was imprisoned. Um, he was stoned. Yeah, the, just these these terrible things that he went through, and the joy that you see that he has in Christ. And and again, I think it's the heart of what he's saying. He's encouraging the Corinthians here, like follow Christ. Like he is so much more uh, worthy of your time and your effort than anything else you could ever spend it on. So, so like catch his heart that he's saying you need to, um, in your affections, that's how he, he ends that kind of portion too, is that, um, you are restricted in your own affections. He's saying you don't have this love for Christ. You're restricted because you're not deeply in love with Christ. Like it's not a part of your being like it is with with Paul. And so you don't see the the outward working of it the way the same way that you do with Paul. That in all things, it's all about following Christ. It's all about bringing him glory because of your love for him. And that's when he says, "Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers." So the yoke here that he's talking about, you know, is the the classic kind of an analogy or what a yoke is is that it's um basically um basically kind of a leash that you put a cow on when you're um when you're going to to kind of like go through the fields and, and basically to guide to guide a large animal basically and a yoke um generally connects two different animals to themselves so i think they're cows in general but it it ties these two animals together to lead them and what paul is saying is not to be tied down he's talking about corinthians your affections are what is preventing you from truly following Christ. Like you don't truly love him and that's holding you back. And so then he turns to what their affections may be turned towards. And in this case, he's talking about unbelievers. He's not saying, guys, stop, stop getting romantically involved with, with people who are unbelievers, who don't, who don't believe the same way you do. He's saying, guys, your love for Christ should be everything to you. And if you tie yourself to someone who doesn't have that same love, you're dragging yourself down. Like, don't do that because that's going to pull you away. If, if you and someone else are going in two completely opposite directions, how can you yoke yourself? How can you tie yourself down to someone like that? And it really just kind of spoke to me and blew me away that he's not just giving a list of do's and don'ts, you know? He's not just saying, hey guys, don't do this. He's saying, love Jesus with everything. And if you love Jesus with everything, you can't um, become one flesh with someone who doesn't. And obviously, I mean, this is the ideal, you know, he's talking to... He's talking to single people. He's not talking to people who are already married. Like, obviously, there are situations in which you can find yourself married to an unbeliever. I'm, I'm talking specifically like if you become saved after, after marrying someone, or if you've already married someone who's an unbeliever. I'm not. I'm not saying that to to like guilt trip anyone. 
but it I was really taken aback with the way that this was given, that it's not just like a law or a commandment, but Paul is really just saying, guys, love Christ, like make him everything in all that you do, including in the way that you relate to other people. Yeah, so I just thought that passage was really, really cool, and it just struck me in a different way this time when I had read it. And it actually kind of dovetails into, uh, it's related to a book that I decided to read uh, recently, and I'm not very far into it, but um, I had read a list that was um, John Piper's like books that every Christian should read, and you know, I'm... I think you're the same way, but I'm a big fan of John Piper. Um, I've only read a few of his books. Yeah, I should probably read more of those. I've only read big a handful. Big Johnny Pipe. J Pipes. I don't know. <laughs> J Pipe. I don't know. Uh, John Piper. Yes. No. <laughs> Highly recommend him. Um, just like anyone, I'm sure there's areas where we disagree, but um, no, I think he's he's great. He's been formative in my even just in like the way that I think in the way that um, I see scripture. Now he's, he's great. Um, so I need to read more of him. But um, I definitely took his considerations to heart um, when he, he put together this list of books that you should read. Obviously, his um, flagship work is Desiring God. And uh, again, that, that's the one that kind of just has shaped the way that I think I would consider myself a Christian hedonist. Hopefully that doesn't uh, trigger anyone with that term, <laughs> um, but I, I think it's great. Um, but even in that book, he talks about one of his favorite preachers um, by the name of Jonathan Edwards. And what? The big J-E. Hey, sinners in the hands of an angry God. Um, he, the, well, the, the one book that he talks about is called The Religious Affections, and um, I decided to go ahead and try my hand at reading that that guy. <laughs> and uh, this is a book because it's older and because the, like the language that it uses. I do not actually speed up this one, this audiobook. <laughs> I, I listen to it at one time speed, so that I can kind of like take into account like what's being said. I just feel like there's not very much fluff. It's it's not it's not like this. It's not conversational. It's mm-hmm. very like rich in what it's saying so i have to like mull over the things that it says um but it's really good so the religious affections it's about um the affections that we as christians ought to have that uh, you know we shouldn't be fueled by emotion um that's something i kind of learned well i would say early on but it took me years to learn (laughs) in my christian walk but um you know the pendulum kind of swings from side to side where um you know you're you're totally engrossed in that emotion and then you're like no that shouldn't be what we're relying on so you kind of push away the emotion and think that it's not worth anything and that's not true because if you don't if your heart is not in the gospel like if you don't truly just love jesus like love is an action, obviously, but it is an emotion as well. You know, it's an emotional thing to love someone. If I loved you without emotion, like, what kind of love would that be? <laughs> um, and that kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you even call it love at that point? It's just acceptance. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, I don't know what it, that looks like. So. It, yeah, it completely drains it of its. Um, I would say heart. That, that <laughs> now I'm kind of spinning, uh, going around in circles. Um, anyways, the religious affections, it's really good. I'm only a little bit into it, but it kind of talks, It so far it's just talked about um, how you need that heart um, as well as your head. But head without heart is cold and dead. And um, the, one thing he talks about is the, the Pharisees in Jesus' day and how they truly believed that they were following the truth. You know, like I often think of them or they're often characterized 
in the gospel story as just the bad guys. You know, everything they do is bad. They just hate and they just like do things to make themselves look cool and everyone else to look bad. And to, I mean, to a certain extent that's true, but at the same time, they, the reason they followed those laws was because they truly believed that would get them to God. They would get, that would get them closer to God. You know, the reason that all those extra laws were added on was so that they could follow what God wanted them to do. But because their heart wasn't in it, because they didn't have a love for God, it um, turned them into, you know, the people who killed Jesus. And and I'm not being anti-Semitic. I killed Jesus with my sin, you know. But I'm I'm saying the people who actually uh, took him to trial. Um, it, doctrine without a heart, without a love for God, a true, genuine affection for God, uh, kills. It's not. It's not true. Um. So yeah, it, it just it just have has given me a lot of thoughts. I think it has a lot to do and you know along with that chapter in second corinthians it's just it's really cool i feel like um god has just been showing me kind of the same thing in multiple places if that <laughs> makes sense which is really cool yeah but yeah so oh, yeah talk to me <laughs> well you wanted to to talk about that video that you showed me the other day ah uh, yes the video Oh, and and also, before we jump into the video, um, if this sounds any different, there is a reason. Um, We actually recorded like the first half of this, well, up pretty much up to this point, um, earlier this morning. And so I don't know if you heard the kids in the background, but they started crying. Uh, They woke up before we could finish our recording. Yeah. So the rest of this may sound a little... Anyway, if it's just a little jarring... Um, that's the reason. Now it's nighttime and the kids are asleep <laughs> and, uh, we'll see if they stay down. Well, if Josie stays down, yeah. Oliver should, should be pretty good. I don't know. His nose has been bothering him, yeah, but anyways, poor guy. Y- you guys don't care. Do you? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> if it sounds weird, it's because we just literally went through a time warp and you didn't even <laughs> notice unless you did. Um, okay. So video. Yes, man, oh man. Uh, gosh, how do I even start this one out? <laughs> I saw a video this week that gave me a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts. And I want to kind of pick apart the different emotions and <laughs> thoughts that I had. And I'm sure you had a lot of them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the circumstance in which you watched the video was a little different because I felt like things were a little more hectic with the kids. Yeah, well, and and you you prefaced it for me, mm-hmm. so like I I knew what I was getting into watching it, whereas I'm sure you didn't. No. So. Well, I was like, I, I didn't quite understand what it what the headlines were saying until I watched the video. Mm. So before we go on, I I suggest to all of you, all three of you listening, <laughs> to pause the podcast, go uh, either do a Google search or search on YouTube. There's a lady named Jewel Shooping, and that's S-H-U-P-I-N-G. Um, it was from some British website, some yeah. website from the UK. They did a short, I, mean, I say a short, it's like five minutes maybe. Something like that. Video on this lady and um, some of the things that she has done. But I don't want to say too much. It seemed like it was to bring awareness to that specific disorder. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That That's true. It did seem like that. Yeah, because I think I didn't finish it because at the end she was just kind of talking about about it in general anyways do the search watch the video and then come back to the podcast because the rest of this podcast 
Spoilers. <laughs> Now go for it. Ready? Go. All right. Well, if uh, you went and watched the video, you're probably you probably either have your head in your hands right now, or you're just shaking your head, going, "What the dump." <laughs> What did I just watch? Mm -hmm. What is this real life? Is this the real life? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Uh yeah. So, okay, f for any of you um, people who, any of you rebels out there who heard what we were saying and just decided, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> Basically what happened is this lady, um, as a child, uh, believed that she was never right with the fact that she could see. And she always thought that she would be much happier if she was blind. And when she became an adult, she started going to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist diagnosed her with BIID, which is Body Integrity Identity Disorder. And so it is a mental disorder in which um, the integrity of your body or the fact that your body is working in working condition um, is you have a certain sense of cognitive dissonance with the fact that your body is actually functioning the way that it should and you would you identify as someone who um, does not have that bodily integrity. So uh, after she was diagnosed, her psychiatrist decided that it would be best for her if they just um, went ahead and took away her sight. And so with... I think that's the part that makes... That upsets me the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's a big part of it. Uh, so, so she, excuse me, her psychiatrist assisted her in pouring drain cleaner on her eyes and, uh, that basically. And then rushing her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it ended up eventually after months destroying her eyesight and she is now blind and she would tell you that she is much happier now that she is blind. And they should both be in jail. Hmm. That's how I feel. See, that's interesting. Or she should be in a psych ward and he should be in jail. Yeah. If it was a, I don't know if her therapist was I, I think she. I think she referred to him as he. Okay. Um, there, there was a therapist in the documentary, but right. I don't think that was her therapist. Yeah, I doubt that he would want to show his face yeah. <laughs> on TV. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's a good point because... Uh, because the damage was done to her and I could see how th that would be a good outcome in that mm -hmm. like he's behind bars and he can no longer practice psychiatry because he assisted in taking away this woman's sight. I mean, just he I, like it, it just boggles my mind. Like mm -hmm. you put train cleaner in your client's eyes. Yeah. I, I don't I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Like Yeah. What what? <laughs> yeah. So what about the fact that she is happy that this happened? And she well, she actually said that she doesn't recommend anyone do it the way that she did it, right? Um, mm -hmm. But she is happy that she is now blind. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, what the video was made for awareness of that disorder, right? And the video ends. Actually, this was probably the most infuriating part to me, is that the video ends painting her as a hero and as brave. And that, I think, I apologize for using um, 
maybe this language is too strong, but I don't care. I'm just going to say it. I think she's a coward. I don't think she was brave. I think I think she was the opposite of brave. I think she found the easy way out. Not that it was easy to pour drain cleaner on your eyes. I mean, I can only imagine how much that hurts. But I I think that was the that was running away from what the issue really was, and not actually um, dealing with the the disorder that she has. Right. But instead, like running headlong into it. But I'm not a psychiatrist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, even the psychiatrist in the video said something like he always um he always tries to encourage his clients to do whatever will make them happier. Mhm. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean just just watching just listening to everything they're saying, all yep. that kept going through my head is, you need Jesus so badly. Yeah. You need Jesus so badly. Oh my goodness, you need the gospel. Like, oh my, this was just, uh, yeah. uh, like that. that's all I really know what to say is just, uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Well, okay. It's frustrating I, and really sad all at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Like it's almost funny in a demented way except that it's real life and so it's not. And so it's like horrifying that this could actually happen and that people could celebrate it. Um but what you said earlier, I want to dig into that. How the therapist said that you should do what makes you feel the best? I, I think that's kind of the crux of this whole thing. So if she feels that this was the best for her, who are you to say that this was not? Oh, you're talking to me. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm asking. I'm asking. Like, Who am I to say that this is not the best for her? Yes. <laughs> because God gave her sight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Like he created her with eyes to see. Yeah. So what <sighs> would what would the difference between this and say like getting um getting like a fake limb or a hip replacement put in? A prosthetic limb, that's what I mean, not fake. <laughs> Sorry. A prosthetic limb or a hip replacement. What what would the difference with that be? I mean, that's what do you mean like if it's still changing your body in a way that would make it like if you were born without that limb or if you were or if you if your hip just wasn't working anymore yeah like is that what you mean Mm -hmm. yeah say you weren't born with you were only born with one leg Mm -hmm. getting a prosthetic leg how would that be any different than than this case well because you're not hurting yourself for one, mm-hmm. by getting a prosthetic limb, mm-hmm. but you're damaging yourself by putting drain cleaner in your eyeballs. Yeah. 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 I think that's the big difference is that this is not something where you're trying to repair damage that has been done or that you're trying to, um, like a normal human body, a normal developing human body, developed human body can see, like Mm -hmm. has eyesight. A normal human body has four limbs, you know, two arms and two legs. And so attempting to, like, (laughs) to get that back to that state of, of normalcy um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when you have a fully functioning, healthy body and you decide that you don't like the fact that you're fully functioning and healthy and you want to take away and da- do damage to yourself in order to feel better about yourself, I think that's the problem. I I I don't understand what was going through that therapist's head. Like, I'm obviously I'm going to think differently be, 
because I have Christ in my heart. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like if someone came to me and was like, I feel like I should be blind and I want to pour drain cleaner in my eyes to make myself go blind. I would be like, you need help Mm -hmm. and not help in damaging yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But you need to figure out where your identity is. Like it's because you're, you're putting, you're putting your full identity in wanting to be blind. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that you're willing to really damage yourself and hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. So that you could have that Mm -hmm. sense of identity that you want. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even I didn't even think about it that way. Um, yeah, and I like how you continue to bring it back to the gospel and how like the answer is Jesus. Like, well, yeah, that wouldn't have not, happened. That would not have happened if 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 either one of them had Christ. That wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they it, right, if they're yeah. They were true Christians, like it. I don't even know how to put this into words. Not that Christians can't struggle with things, but right. like <laughs> the Holy Spirit is going to give you a big red flag <laughs> <laughs> if something like that, you know, comes it comes along. The fact that you keep bringing it back to that, though, um, I think it shows kind of a stark contrast of the fact that if you are a Christian, like if you're taking your cues from God, then without that, you're kind of left open to anything, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, in this case, whatever you feel like wherever your feelings take you Mm -hmm. and that's not a firm footing i mean geez i'm only 28 but my feelings for anything i enjoy have fluctuated my entire life you know i don't know that there's one thing i can tell you that i've loved since i was a two-year-old which is why you can't listen to children when they tell you they want to be the opposite gender. Hey. Oh my gosh, that's a completely different subject, but oh, it makes me so mad. Yes and no. <laughs> um, actually, one of the things that stuck out to me about this whole thing is how it is... How it relates to transgenderism. transgenderism yeah. yeah, 100%. It's the, same, oh, yeah. it's the same issue, is that when you feel that you should be a different way... And the fact that you don't have an anchor, like if your feelings are all that you have, well, then you're just tossed about whichever way you want to go, wherever your, your feelings decide, Mm -hmm. um, however you feel when you wake up in the morning. And that, that, honestly, that's why I wanted to talk about this is because that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But to see to see this in a different light with eyesight I think shows the insanity of it all. Um, you know, I don't deny that sexuality is complex. Certainly it is. It's something that you can't pick apart and something that you can't compartmentalize. That's what I mean. But... Um, <laughs> I mean, geez, since Freud, I guess. Well, I'm no sin has always sexual sin has always been a part of human nature. <laughs> but we have so many ideas that are just commonly accepted nowadays that are just completely wrong about sexuality in general. Um, and this is this is one of those issues where yeah. you know, and I just completely disagree. And and you're right, I don't want to fully tackle sexuality or transgenderism but it does come down to an identity issue yeah like yeah what are you finding your identity in Mm -hmm. um because i wouldn't i mean yes i am straight but i'm like my um being straight isn't what 
makes me a Christian. Like mm-hmm. my being straight isn't what makes me <laughs> a human. Like it, 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 people just put way too much identity in their sexuality and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But when you don't have that anchor, like when you don't have that, that goal behind all that you do, um, if God isn't the one you're taking your cues from, then it can be anything. And so you do, you have to put your identity in something. Uh, who was it? Bob Dylan, who said, you got to serve somebody. You have to serve something. You have to be going towards something. And I think that's the human condition. Mm-hmm. You know, Animals aren't like that. They can just exist. They can just live day to day. Humans aren't like that. We can't just live. We have to be moving towards something. Whether that's our own, you know, what pleasure in sitting on the couch in front of the TV and eating snacks all day, or um, whether it is pursuing something, you know, what, whatever goals you have in life. Um, but if it's not God, then it's all for naught. Man, there's there's just so much here. I th- I think it has to do with. Um, the sense of autonomy, mm. um, you know, I've been talking about however you feel, but autonomy just says that you are separate from everyone else and you can make your own decisions. Basically that you are the God of your own universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is implicit when, when we talk about being guided by your feelings, being guided by your own decisions, by your own goals. Um, and that is, I mean, the world in general, I mean, anyone would say, anyone who isn't a Christian would say that that's true, you know? I mean, sure, there are other religions out there. I'm sorry. I just mean most people would accept the fact that humans are autonomous. Um, and that's tragic because it's not the case. Again, we have to serve something. And um, if you're just serving yourself your entire life, you're never going to have that fulfillment that is only in Christ because you were created to worship God. You were right. created. And so you're, um, there, there's a quote by St. Augustine that I really like, um, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it goes <laughs> something like, oh, our hearts are restless until we find rest in thee. Hmm that true uh, fulfillment is never found anywhere else. Yeah. True satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like Paul said, I consider everything as a loss uh, for the sake of knowing Christ. Um, He used very strong terms to say that everything he did before Christ was garbage. Again, garbage is a very mild way of, of the word that he used. But compared to what Paul says, the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ, everything is lost. And in this case, her sight was lost <laughs> because she decided that what she wanted um, was to damage herself. And, and And I think that's why there's this sense of, in you and me, the sense that this is wrong. This is so mm-hmm. wrong. This is really wrong. I can't believe that this is this is actually happening right. is because it's the logical outworking of the idea mm-hmm. that you can make your decisions and however you feel like you should just follow that all the time and then you'll feel better about right. yourself. Well, and it's it's just so telling about how flawed and inconsistent like their line of thinking is. Mm-hmm. Because this this is categorized as a disorder. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet this therapist and her, instead of treating it like a disorder, just went ahead and <laughs> did the opposite. Yeah, they decided <laughs> that in order to treat the disorder, they 
they flipped it on its head and said that this is the way that it should be mm-hmm. and then you'll feel better and then you'll i don't know no longer have this disorder like i don't know if you follow it <laughs> yeah yeah that even though it's a disorder they're like no we're we're going to do what what it wants you know as if it's something outside of herself i mean i i think also this is the the logical step of the, it shows how broken we are as humans mm-hmm. how disordered our um our wants and our desires are um that oftentimes we can't see but in something like this story it's it's evident <laughs> this is just wrong yeah so yeah any more thoughts on, on that, that on that because oh gosh i don't even want to talk about that anymore <laughs> okay yeah no that's fine i, I think uh. we've We've touched on a lot of different, a lot of different things, and and um, yeah, it just really threw me for a loop. And I think we should talk about it to kind of pick it apart because I feel like when you first watch it, I like you were, I was just in shock. Like, is this real life? And so I wanted to see if we could kind of look at it a little deeper, and instead of just the gut reaction of knowing this is wrong, but just asking why is this wrong. What yeah. is wrong about this? And no, is- no, no. Yeah, it, it's good because yeah, when you well, when you first told me about it, I was just like, I <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> roll. Do I really have to watch this? Yeah. Like, I like. I mean, you were sitting right next to me when I was about to watch the video, and I was just sort of staring at it not really wanting to watch it because I was already like you could you could see I was already frustrated and yeah. I hadn't even started watching it yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah but but I, I'm glad I am glad that we talked about it because honestly like right after watching it I was like I don't even really know what I'm gonna say because I'm just sort of speechless right now mm-hmm. like this is just yeah like like I said earlier just <clears throat> Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually picking it apart was was good. Yeah. I, I had a lot more going on in my head than I guess I, I thought I did. Yeah. 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 And and I think those things are, are good to analyze and kind of nail down to really process and think through it. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Anything that stuck out to you about your week? While we were all sick on the couch. Oh my gosh. There's just been wave of sickness after wave of sickness going through our home. I think, Pray for us, friends. Yeah, please do. Poor little Ollie's sick again. Yeah, he's had on a his cold third this wave. time. Yeah, he had a cold, and then, and then Josie and I got the cold, and then he got a stomach virus and then we all got stomach virus. Yay. <laughs> and now he has a cold again. So, oh, poor little guy. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the third week. It usually lasts a couple days. Well, the stomach virus didn't last as long. That was just a solid day. Yeah. But um yeah, we're all kind of recuperating from sicknesses that have just kind of been hitting us. Anyways, did you I don't know. Did you have anything else? Do we even have enough time for another subject? I don't know. I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, no, I don't really have another another subject. All right. Any recos? Yes, I Ooh, do have a record. You look excited yeah. about this. Well, because I would not have remembered if you didn't ask oh, okay. me. So thank you so much. <laughs> uh, no, I've um, I haven't talked about it very much here. I've only mentioned it in passing a couple times. But I'm a big fan of video games. I like them a lot. Um, <laughs> it is one of my favorite pastimes. I laugh because... Forms of entertainment. What? You were just watching a YouTube show about video games. Oh, like yeah. you do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Probably 80% of YouTube that I watch is video... Well, no. Actually, I'd knock that down to 70 because there's also movies and theology. Anyways, <laughs> I enjoy video games, guys, a lot. But um, if you enjoy video games as well, there's a group on Facebook called the Reformed Gamers, 
and they're super cool. Oh, snap. Um, yeah, I've become friends with the guy who started it, and uh, they also have a podcast. It's just called The Reformed Gamers. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's it's more... I'm I'm... I don't own any current video game consoles, except unless you count a 3DS. But um, it's so I tend to play older games, not the newest stuff that comes out, the newest hotness. Um, so, But they talk about it, and, and so it keeps me in the loop of everything that's going on. Anyways, if you enjoy video games, check them out, The Reformed Gamers. I'll throw a link in the show notes because it's great. Um, good guys, good guys. talks about video games and theology. And uh, we're just, it's cool. We're friends. And they gave us a shout out a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, man, that's my bro right there. (laughs) He's got a much better radio voice than I do. (laughs) I have like this high-pitched girly voice. No, you don't. He's got this cool man voice. (laughs) See, I can't even do a man voice. Yeah, you can because you're a man (laughs) and you have a voice. That's true. And (laughs) I need to stop putting my identity in a woman voice. What? I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Sorry. Too many thoughts (laughs) racing everywhere. Uh, How about you, Recos? Reco, Reco, Recos. Reco, Um, Recos. I recommend finding a recipe for tortellini soup. It's so good. Yes. I suggested chicken noodle soup again because we've had it because we've been sick. And Sam was like, how about we do tortellini instead? And then we sat down for dinner. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) My taste buds were dancing. (laughs) I may have eaten too much. It's so good. Yeah. So do it. Tortellini. Yeah. Delish. And, you know, if you're not in Texas like us, maybe it's actually feeling like fall for you and getting cooler mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. So, you know, soup season. Not for us yet, though. <laughs> no, but it was a rainy day, and so that made me want soup. Yeah. Also. I mean, there's a number of things. It was a very rainy day, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun. I think my shoes are destroyed. Ollie got to play <laughs> in the rain. Yay. <laughs> that kid. With this sniffly nose, mm. just running around in the rain. Well, but it's not cold or anything. No, so. that's true. It's so warm rain. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. I didn't mean that er, towards Texas. Sorry, I love Texas. I just meant it's muggy and gross. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Water falling from the sky plus sub- 85 degree temperatures well or sub no i meant plus uh i can't even talk <laughs> we're tired. temperatures over 80 degrees it means that it's muggy yes and with that i say good night bid you adieu bye <laughs>